Did you know that Black and White Sports is the largest independently owned conservative sports brand in the world? We have over 125,000 subscribers on YouTube and over 39 million views. Our episodes get more views than most ESPN programming every single day. And now we have exploded on podcast. We brought our episodes to podcast for you to enjoy at work, school, in the car, on the beach, wherever you choose to consume our audio. We are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, CastBox, Radio Public, Spotify, Overcast, Pocket Cast, and Breaker. Subscribe now. Friends, let's face it. The future of America is looking worse each day. Those who are observant have the feeling that something really bad is going to happen soon. If it does, are you prepared? Do you have enough food, water, and other essentials to get you through tough times? If not, check out My Patriot Supply. They're the nation's number one preparedness company, and they've served millions of American families. Right now, you can save 25% off their popular four-week emergency food kit, which will keep you well-fed with four weeks worth of breakfast, lunch, dinner, drinks, and snacks. Totaling over 2,000 calories a day. This food stays fresh for up to 25 years in proper storage, so it will be there when you need it. In fact, you may need it a lot sooner than that. So don't wait. Go to preparewithblackandwhite.com and claim your four-week emergency food kit. You'll save 25% if you at now. That's preparewithblackandwhite.com. Don't wait. Do it today. Let's talk about today's sponsor, Javi Coffee. Javi Coffee is the way I love to start off my morning. I work very, very hard for you guys to put out the best content possible. And I get my energy from Javi Coffee. Would you like to have that same energy that I have every single morning? Well, you should try Javi Coffee. And for you guys, you can actually get three bottles of Javi Coffee for only $16.95 per unit. Each bottle contains 30 servings. It will save you so much money from going to your local coffee shop. And by the way, folks, it actually tastes even better. You can use sugar. You can use monk fruit. I'm a low carb person. I don't like the carbs. This is keto friendly. And guys, it is super easy to make. Just put water in your cup. Add one teaspoon or two teaspoons of Javi coffee. Mix it up, use whipped cream, sugar, mop fruit, whatever. And folks, it tastes absolutely amazing. So check out the link in the description or the pinned comment and get Javi Coffee delivered to you today. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no holds barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back. Rodriguez for Black and White Live. Well, Tom Brady continues to do the amazing on the field at 44 years old. And now it looks like Tampa Bay, the Bucks, and Tom Brady are getting very close to talking contracts. That's right. A contract extension. Now, he signed through 2022, but, but... He looks like he has no plans of slowing down whatsoever. And there are real rumors out there that he may want to play till he's 50 now. 
And judging by the season he's having, I can't say I blame him. By the way, Tom Brady's got 15 touchdowns and two interceptions this year, and the Bucks are 4-1. and one. Okay, so let's get to this uh, story. This is from OutKick by way of CBS Sports News. Tom Brady Bucks to talk contract extension. Bucks have Tom Brady under contract through 2022, but the team intends on discussing an extension with him after this season. CBS Sports' Jason Lockin 4 reports a new deal could give Tampa Bay additional breathing room next season while cementing Brady as their quarterback. Quote, there, are, there have been zero indications from Brady to any coaches, teammates, associates, or anyone in his inner circle that he is even considering shutting it down next year. And barring injury, there is every expectation that he will be back next year and thinking about playing even beyond his age 45 season. Lock and four reports. Brady continues to produce at an amazing level for his age. He thoroughly enjoys the Tampa area and has told others he believes he has multiple seasons still in him. With an expected rise in the salary cap in 2022, Brady has been open to mostly team-friendly deals his entire career. Lock and four reports Brady is focused on having the best players around him to keep winning. CBS Sports reports the size redid his contract after Brady's first season with the Bucks, in which he won a Super Bowl. He is currently has a deal through next season. He would have to pay back $15 million of his signing bonus if he retired. But the GOAT has hinted he could play till he's 50. Brady is set to make $24 million next year. Honestly, $24 million is pretty cheap for somebody like Brady. Just last month, Brady said he feels as if he was entering the season with even more freedom of movement. Jesus. So Brady seems to be feeling better and better as he ages. He's a true outlier. Let's look. And I think, look, Brady's existence beyond the age that most quarterbacks keep playing could lead us to see more bad quarterback play for some from other quarterbacks who see Brady and think, well, I'm automatically playing until I'm 41 or 42. The perfect example is Ben Roethlisberger. He should have retired before the season started. Ben, Ben Roethlisberger's done. And I think he's only 39 years old. Now, Phillip Rivers, I think, played till he was 37 or 38. And his seasons, while you could tell there was drop-off, they did, at least didn't fall off a cliff like Roethlisberger's did. And, of course, Peyton Manning's career, he, got, he started having some more neck issues. And we remember that last season with Denver, I mean, he couldn't throw the ball down the field at all. I mean, he couldn't throw a pass like over 10, 12, 15 yards with any real zip on it whatsoever. Now, we know decline happens very quickly when it comes to quarterbacks. But Tom Brady looks great. He looks he looks every bit the quarterback he did at 35, and he's about to be 45. So in Tampa Bay, if I'm them, I don't blame them at this point. And for teams like my 49ers that passed on Brady, shit, we look like fools right now. But but the caveat to all this is we got to remember Tampa Bay has stayed pretty healthy throughout his tenure 
in Tampa Bay, whereas a team like the 49ers has been a mash unit for three years now. They're still a mash unit. Okay, so, you know, for all the uh, somebody like me who regrets Brady not going there, I don't know that the team around him would be nearly as good as the team that he's got right now in Tampa Bay. Okay, so do I think they would win more games? Yeah, I do with Brady regardless. I do think Brady makes up for a lot of things. He covers up a lot of faults. Uh, We've seen that with a lot of Patriot teams that should have underachieved on paper, and he'd go out and win 11-12 games, you know. Uh, So tell me what you think, Black and White Live fans. Brady staring at a contract extension beyond next year. The GOAT, what can you say? Man, I feel like he's got one more Super Bowl win in him. I really do. Uh, I don't know if it'll be next year, but, uh, man, wouldn't it be great if somehow the Patriots, Mac Jones, next year, you know, I think we would love to see that. Peace. I'm out. Till next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. Black and White Sports fans, the John Gruden email situation is not going away. Over the past couple of days, John Gruden has been under fire for words that he actually said about NFL PA chief DeMora Smith in an email talking about his lips. They were as big as Michelin tires or something along along those lines. And he has been getting roasted, roasted. Everybody in the media is crushing this man. I was actually checking out uh, Undisputed this morning with uh, Skip and Shannon. And surprisingly, Shannon Sharp said that the NFL should not do anything with John Gruden, even though Shannon Sharp says he is not a fan of John Gruden and never has been even though his brother Sterling Sharp likes John Gruden a lot. But Shannon Sharp said the NFL shouldn't find him, that he shouldn't, they shouldn't even um, suspend him because at the time John Gruden was not an employee of the NFL. Now I agree with that, completely agree with that. But however, it seems like the NFL wants something to happen with John Gruden. It seems like, There is not much they can really do considering he wasn't an employee of the NFL at the time. But right now he's employed by the Las Vegas Raiders as head coach. And I do believe that the NFL wants the Raiders to do something on this situation as the NFL has sent more emails now to the Raiders to review. Let's go over here to ESPN. Sources NFL sent Las Vegas Raiders More John Gruden emails to review is actively monitoring the situation. So if the emails that they sent to the Raiders, if there was nothing wrong with them in the the eye of the NFL, why would they send these emails to the Raiders? We said it before. John Gruden was not an employee of the NFL. He wasn't with the Raiders. He was with ESPN 10 years ago. And it's kind of funny, guys, that there's roughly five to seven emails out of the 650,000 emails the NFL was reviewing 
having to do with the Washington football team situation. But let's read this. The NFL sent the Las Vegas Raiders additional John Gruden emails to review on top of the one that surfaced last week and others Gruden recently confirmed to ESPN. Sources told ESPN's Adam Schefter on Monday. The NFL is monitoring the situation and waiting to see how the team will handle the matter, sources around the league said. The Wall Street Journal reported Friday that one of Gruden's emails from 2011, which came to light during the NFL's investigation of work, workplace misconduct with the Washington football team, including a racist comment in reference to NFL PA executive director Demora Smith, Gruden, who was employed by ESPN at the time as the lead analyst for, for Monday Night Football, said Friday that he was ashamed, quote unquote, ashamed I insulted D. Smith and added that he never had a racial thought when he sent that email. But however, D. Smith did come out and blasted him on this. Pretty much essentially, you know, saying that John Gruden is racist. Now, D. Smith did it, did acknowledge that John Gruden reached out to him to meet and talk about it. And, uh, D. Smith says, uh, quote, we will connect soon. So they're probably going to have some type of a um, private conversation about this. And we'll see what happens from there. And you can see here all these tweets here. From uh, D. Smith talking about it. Uh, pretty much, you know, bashing um, John Gruden. Basically saying systemic racism, that kind of thing like that. But anyway. Gruden, when speaking to ESPN's Chris Mortensen over the weekend, estimated he was aware of five to seven emails that were flagged by the league, including one in which he disbarged NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell with a vulgar description and others that included harsh words for a handful of team team owners who were involved in the 2011 labor disagreement that led to a lockout. Now, he's come out. He's admitted to that saying bad things about some owners and Roger Goodell. But however, we don't know the content contents or the words that he said about Roger Goodell or the owners. We only know about D Smith. And I said it before in another video, guys, this was planned to get out there. This is what I believe the NFL wanted to get out there. If you bash Roger Goodell, so what? He's another white guy. Doesn't matter. You bash them owners that matter. You know, the owners, most all the owners are white. Doesn't matter. But if you criticize a black man when you are a white man in 2021, the NFL wants to get this out there. They want this kind of controversy. You know, they're already getting backlash for the black national anthem, which it seems like, you know, that the networks aren't even showing. I haven't seen the black national anthem since week one, but I digress. Gruden told reporters Sunday he had not had any contact with the NFL about the emails. He and his players spoke about them Sunday in the wake of uh, the Raiders 20 to nine loss to the Bears at Allegiant Allegiant Stadium. I should say Las Vegas second straight lackluster defeat after opening three and oh. Yeah, I believe a lot of this backlash probably had an effect on the Raiders because the Raiders were looking pretty good. John Gruden doing a pretty good job this season, but Sunday, they didn't really show up. You know, all the controversy, all this kind of baggage that probably um, end up taking a toll 
on that. But based on this article here from ESPN, it seems like the NFL really wants the Raiders to do something with John Gruden. It seems like I'm just speculating here. It seems like the NFL wants Mark Davis to fire John Gruden. Because really, that's the only um, person that can really take care of John Gruden, get him out of there is Mark Davis. The NFL really, they really can't do anything. Maybe a fine, but they really shouldn't even be doing that because he wasn't an employee of the NFL during that time. But what do you guys think of this? What do you guys think of the NFL sending more emails to the Oakland Raiders to review? Why are the Raiders having to review this when this had nothing to do with the Raiders? He was not an employee of the Raiders. The NFL clearly wants, I believe, the Raiders to fire John Gruden. I truly do believe that. That's why they're sending these additional emails over to the Raiders to review. But that's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white sports fans. Let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure you subscribe to Black and White Sports. And we'll catch you next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back. Rodriguez for our black and white sports. Well, yesterday there was a, I'm not going to call it a highly entertaining game, but there was a, a Lions-Minnesota Vikings game. They came down to the end of the game. Came down to another field goal. Dan Campbell's heart broken once again. Well, after the game, Right after the game, on the sidelines, there was a very, very awkward moment between Mike Zimmer and quarterback Kirk Cousins. It was caught, of course, on camera, leaving everybody to speculate. Now, one of the heavyweight champions of Corona Bros is, of course, Mike Florio over at Pro Football Talk. Now, always try to be fair to people. When Mike sticks to football, he's good. But sometimes he goes on these tangents, particularly about the vaccine and about the virus, and you're like, oh, Christ. Man, would you just talk about damn football? Well, I'm going to show you the the shove. We're going to see the video of it. People are speculating. Yes, people on Twitter also think it's vaccine-related somehow. But uh, we all know Kirk Cousins gets fired up. Does anybody remember you like that? You like that mother bleeping? Yeah. Well, that was after a victory. He was fired up. He was with the Redskins and he came back and won the game. By the way, I think Kirk Cousins is an underrated quarterback there. I said it, got that out of the way. Uh, so let's take a look at this and I will show you the video. No worries there. Kirk Cousins and Mike Zimmer have an awkward moment after the Minnesota win. Florio. Uh, it started when Greg Joseph came up short on a 49-yard field goal attempt that would have given Minnesota an insurmountable 19-6 lead. 
It ended when Joseph made a 54-yard field goal that gave the Vikings an unlikely win. But it wasn't quite over. Cameras caught Vikings quarterback Kirk Cousins and Vikings coach Mike Zimmer in an aggressive push-and-shove moment. It looked like something other than a moment of unbridled joy. Now, I do have a couple of lines of speculation on this. It looked like Cousins was releasing some frustration in the face of Zimmer and Zimmer not appreciating the aggressive gesture. I tend to agree with that to the point where someone needed to hold Zimmer back from beating the crap out of his quarterback. Now, in these, for these purposes, Zimmer, uh, according to Florio, would beat the crap out of Cousins. I don't know about that. Uh, Cousins downplayed the incident after the game. He said, I was just celebrating with it. I was fired up. I tend to believe that. To the outside observer, it felt like something other than a celebration. Okay, let's just look at it. This is it right here. Yeah, Cousins. Oh, he grabs his coach right there, and then Zimmer's pissed. And the and look, the assistant coach actually does reach out and sort of grabs Zimmer, but I don't know that he had to. I don't know that he had to there. Um, we know Cousins gets super fired up. We can tell it's an at, at an exact moment of victory. And we're going to look at some of these Twitter comments too. Uh, because it's um, it's weird how many people associated this somehow with the jab. Okay, to the outside observer, it felt like something other than celebration. It felt like belligerent defiance from Cousins, an opportunity to stick it to his coach who has been publicly, and I'm sure privately, outspoken about his disagreement with Cousins' decision to not get vaccinated. God, Mike Florio, come on. It underscores the fact that the Vikings are two and three, that they should be one and four, and that the Vikings have a mini murderer's row of games coming up between the rematch with the Lions in week 13. Uh, Cousins and Zimmer may not have many opportunities for awkwardly aggressive celebrations between now and their trip to Detroit. There's also one little, now there is a close up here, right here. And it looks like Zimmer looks like he's pissed. Okay. Kirk Cousins, I don't think he's pissed, but Zimmer looks like he's pissed. Now, what's funny is the guy in the background right there watching all this, like, what the what? Now you got people on here uh, claiming this is not excitement. Somebody needs to slow this down, read lips. This is an excitement. They said, they both said in the presser, it was blowing off steam together. This guy says hogwash. Um, this guy literally says, so is Kurt vaccinated? There's a lot of close contact spray there. Okay, so congratulations, R. Stone, for being the biggest vagina in the room. Nope, he just came off quarantine because of a close contact, and he's unvaccinated. He says he'll do everything for the team except get vaccinated, obviously, facepalm. Facepalm to you for being the second largest vagina in the room right now. Well, if Zimmer is vaccinated, then I wouldn't worry. People are literally having a conversation about Kirk Cousins, his vaccination status, and this damn push. I mean, really? It's, it's crazy. It is crazy. Now, I do think this is funny. 
There's the picture of the guy that was watching him in the background. I don't know if he's a player or if he's a coach. Uh, some guys are speculating because they believe that the play calling right now in Minnesota is terrible on offense and that they're not cutting Kirk Cousins loose and letting him throw the ball around the field. Uh, so I don't know if it's got something to do with that. Kirk Cousins being frustrated. Some are speculating that Zimmer pushed him back because Cousins isn't vaccinated. Well, wait a minute. Mike Zimmer, you're supposed to be vaccinated, right? So everything's okay. Right? Crickets, Daffy Duck dancing, crickets, anybody? That's my understanding, right? Uh, so what do we think it is? Is there a private, a private non-public feud between Mike Zimmer and Kirk Cousins? Now, I've got to be honest with you. I like Mike Zimmer, and I like Kirk Cousins. Um, but I think Kirk Cousins, when his contract is up, I think he's shooting that deuce out of Minnesota. I really do. Go ahead, test your luck with Kellen Mond. Oh, my God. As much as Chris Sims gets quarterbacks right coming out of the draft, I don't like his big countdown he does of quarterbacks that are already playing, but he's very good at draftable quarterbacks coming out. But he likes Kellen Mond. He loves Kellen Mond. I have no idea why. I really don't. I watched him play in college and thought that is not an NFL quarterback. Tell me what you think, black and white sports fans. Are you triggered? Are you triggered because there was a, a, a shoving match of excitement between these two? Do you think Mike Zimmer was pissed because Kirk Cousins is not vaccinated? Is Kirk Cousins pissed because... He, he knows his coach wants him to be vaccinated. How did this become about the jab? Peace. I'm out. Till next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. All right, black and white sports fans, let's talk about the Marxist NBA of China and the head coach of the San Antonio Spurs, Greg Wokovich, also known as Greg Popovich, the wokest coach in NBA history. Now, we talked a lot about LeBron James on this channel destroying the NBA, but when it comes to coaches, I don't think there's anybody as woke as Greg Popovich. If you can think of another person, maybe uh, Steve Kerr, but I don't think that even Steve Kerr is on the level of Greg Popovich. Greg Popovich is a complete lunatic. Now, my partner in crime already did a video on this channel because Greg Popovich has a serious problem with Columbus Day. This guy's so woke, man, he actually compared Christopher Columbus to a certain dictator in Germany in the 1940s who will remain nameless. But however, guys, there may, may be a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel now as Greg Popovich is 72 years old and Greg Popovich hasn't done jack without the names of a David Robinson or Tim Duncan. Ever since Tim Duncan retired, Pop really hasn't done much. When it comes to actually coaching on the basketball court, you know, maybe he his TDS is so bad that it's actually affected his ability to actually coach and win games because Greg Popovich 
It's not winning very many games, folks. But check this out. Growing belief around NBA is that Greg Popovich will retire after the season per report. Popovich has coached the Spurs since 1996. The man needs to go. He needs to go. We already said that LeBron needs to go. Then the NBA can start to heal. But Greg Popovich, when it comes to coaches, he needs to be out of there. He needs to go. The man is crazy. He's super duper woke and he's destroying the lead, too. But it says here the San Antonio Spurs have been a model franchise since Greg Popovich took over as their head coach. Actually, they were pretty good before Popovich was there. When Dale Harris was the coach, they had um, Benny Del Negro and um, David Robinson. They were still winning a lot of games. They didn't win championships, but they were still really good. But I, dig- I digress. But eventually, his time with the franchise is going to come to an end. Now it appears as though that time may be closer than ever. According to Bleacher Reports' Jake Fisher, there is a growing belief around the NBA that Popovich, who just won a gold medal uh, leading Team USA at the Tokyo Olympics, will retire after the, after the season. Greg Popovich did not do a good job with Team USA. They had embarrassing losses in exhibition and they lost their first game to France in the Olympics. Even though they won a gold medal, this had to be the worst gold medal winning performance since NBA players started playing in the Olympics. Former Spurs assistant Will Hardy now working for another former Spurs assistant, Emmy Oduka. I never could pronounce the guy's name, guys. And Boston is considered among the candidates to replace Popovich. Tim Duncan, who spent a single season as an assistant under Popovich, is not believed to be interested in pursuing a coaching career, according to Fisher's sources. Another former Spurs legend in Manu Ginobili recently joined the team in a front office role, but he is not a part of the permanent coaching staff. Becky Hammond will reportedly get a chance to prove she deserves the top job as well. Now, guys, if Greg Popovich retires, and I hope that he does. And if if Becky Hammond does not get the job, the woke mob will go insane. Insane. Because remember last season, there was a lot lot of backlash because of the lack of black coaches in the NBA. And then you got Jason Kidd hired. You got uh, Chauncey Billups hired. And guess what? The woke mob lost their mind because Becky Hammond didn't get a job, even though black men were getting head coaching positions. Anyway, Popovich became the San Antonio's became San Antonio's general manager in 1984 and hired himself as head coach to replace Bob Hill in 1996. He landed Tim Duncan in the 1997 lottery soon after and went on to win five championships. Popovich is now the oldest coach in the NBA at 72. And with 1,310 wins, sits only 26 victories behind Don Nelson for the NBA's all-time record. He is about as accomplished as any coach in the history of professional basketball. Yes, he has five titles because of Tim Duncan and David Robinson. Now, guys, if you actually remember 1996, Tim Duncan, I mean, not, not Tim Duncan, but David Robinson got injured. That is the only reason why the Spurs were able to draft Tim Duncan, because if David Robinson was healthy, 
There's no way they're drafting Tim Duncan. So the stars just align right. The injury guards, I should say, align right. And the Spurs were able to get Tim Duncan, one of the greatest players in NBA history. It says here, but for the last few seasons have been turbulent. Kawhi Leonard was expected to replace Duncan as the face of the franchise in San Antonio. But his relationship with Popovich fractured over the management of an injury throughout the 2017-18 season. Leonard now plays for the Clippers and DeMar DeRozan, whom the Spurs receive in exchange for Leonard, is now a bull. San Antonio has missed the past two postseasons and with a very young roster still looking for a new face. They are expected to miss out again this year. So there you got have it, guys. Greg Popovich, will he retire? I hope that he does. I am so sick and tired of Greg Wokovich. He is not improving the NBA. He's actually a part of the downfall of the NBA. But all of his wokeness, his TDS syndrome, and race baiting. I'm sick of it. This guy is insane. He's insane. We talked about him before. Rhodes talked about him before. We are not fans of Greg Popovich. Once upon a time, he was a pretty good coach when he had good players. Now, without the good players, all he's doing now is social justice stuff, being super duper woke and losing a whole bunch of games. That's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white sports fans, Greg Popovich, do you actually think this is going to be his final season in San Antonio? God, I hope so. I hope he goes. He needs to go. He's old. Doesn't seem to be a very good coach anymore. He doesn't have the players. And he's just too woke for me, man. Anyway, guys, let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure you subscribe to Black and White Sports. And we'll catch you next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back. Rodrance for Black and White Sports. Well, people involved in the NBA... Simply will never let the league come back. Why? Because they go out there and they make idiot comments in the media wearing wearing NBA merchandise during press conferences involving the NBA. And there's no more bigger lunatic outside of maybe LeBron James than Greg Popovich. Somebody that's led the uh, Spurs to many championships. Very well-respected coach at one time. But he had completely lost his mind when Donald Trump got elected. And he is driving the lunatics of the NBA and their social justice bus down the street. Now they're driving it off a cliff. Well, he has come out and he has decided to hammer the fact that people in Texas do observe Columbus Day, not Indigenous People's Day. It's Columbus Day here, and Greg Popovich is mad about it. And he made some wildly nutty correlations between Columbus and Adolf Hitler. Yikes. My 
God. It's crazy. The NBA's never coming back. It's never coming back because of guys like this. NBA coach Greg Popovich torches cities that still honor Columbus. It's like being proud of Hitler. Last Friday, President Joe Biden issued a proclamation to commemorate Indigenous Peoples Day, an attempt to refocus Columbus Day. Good God. NBA head coach Greg Popovich praised the proclamation and destroyed those who recognized Christopher Columbus as an honorary figure in history. F you. Okay? The observance of Indigenous Peoples Day will occur on the second Monday of every October as a day to appreciate history and culture of Native American peoples. Biden's announcement comes after years of public campaigns to reject the celebrations of Columbus considering his violent history. You can't rewrite history, folks. History is what it is. Good God. According to Popovich, Biden's decision was necessary. But the NBA... Head coach cannot understand cities such as San Antonio, which continue to observe Columbus Day. Good God, go to Russia. Go to China. Quote, he initiated a new world genocide, Popovich said of the 15th century explorer. He set in motion what followed the annihilation of every indigenous person in Hispanola, which was Haiti and the Dominican Republic today. He took slaves. He mutilated. He murdered. It's Columbus Day. That's why we are off on Monday, question mark. Popovich ranted of local school districts. Wow. Okay. Bring in Texas school districts. You imbecile. Popovich ranted at local school districts that haven't adopted Indigenous Peoples Day. The moment they do, Popovich, I will yank my child out of the public school system. Maybe there is something I am missing. He may come out anyway. Maybe there is something I am missing and I am ignorant, but it makes me feel like they're living in a phone booth and, and they are educating our kids question mark better them than you lunatic. It's no knock on Italian Americans. That's a silly argument. Popovich continued. It's like saying, We should be proud of Hitler because we are German. It makes no sense. You make no sense. It's about Columbus. It's not about Italian Americans. So there's a lot of states that have come out and scratched Columbus Day and made it Indigenous Peoples Day. But in our city, are we that backward that we have school districts that do that? I am amazed, just amazed. Wow, you're nuts. The 72-year-old basketball coach who led Team USA to a gold medal at the Tokyo Olympics earlier this year has been increasingly outspoken on social and political issues in recent years. Popovich routinely chastised former President Donald Trump for his embarrassing tenure in office. An avid supporter of the BLM movement, Popovich also highlighted Uh, systemic racism suffered by the Hispanic community. What? Okay. My God. I'm just going to keep it real. Every Hispanic I know hates the BLM movement. Hates it. Loathes it. Absolutely cannot stand it. I mean, come on. Is that how out of touch you are? Popovich? You've got to be kidding me. Oh. 
This guy has lost his mind. The NBA will never, ever recover until a section, a cancerous section in the NBA is cut out. Greg Popovich is one of those people. One of those people. And Adam Silver has no guts to reach out to people like LeBron James, Greg Popovich, and tell them, if you are in an NBA arena, if you are on an NBA uh, premises location, i.e. San Antonio Spurs, uh, uh, wherever they give their press conferences, in the building, whatever, shut up. Quit talking about things outside of basketball. Quit lending your... Quit giving us your, your political commentary. Quit giving it to us. You look like a complete lunatic. You look like you are out of your mind. Like the old guy that needs to be in a home that's got dementia and got all kinds of mental issues. You look like you have lost your mind. Greg Popovich is out of control. Out of control. The NBA is never going to recover. It, it, it really isn't. As long as you have people like Greg Popovich that is so out of tune with real everyday Americans, working Americans, blue-collar Americans, the, the Americans that kept the NBA successful for so many years, the league will never recover. It is amazing. He is so woke. It's poisonous. He's a snake. Wow. I mean, how can you make that comparison? I'm not even saying the name any more than I have to because of YouTube, but to draw that comparison to Hitler, Adolf, that is nuts to me. Absolutely. That's lunacy. Tell me what you think, black and white sports fans. Greg Popovich. Yeah, if you're a Spurs fan, I would consider a new sport, maybe. Peace. I'm out. Till next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back. Rodrance for Black and White Sports. Well, it seems in Major League Baseball, cheating is as part of the game as rubbing is in racing. Well, we all know the turmoil that the Houston Astros went through just a couple of years ago involving stealing signs electronically. Now, guys have been stealing signs for as long as the game has been around, particularly from second base, standing out there. But, but, it seems today a White Sox pitcher has come out and accused the Houston Astros of stealing signs again. Again. Here we go. Uh, This is from ESPN. Ryan Tapera implies the Houston Astros may have stolen signs versus the White Sox. They obviously had a reputation of doing some sketchy stuff. White Sox reliever Ryan Tapera implied that the Astros may have been stealing signs in games one and two of the AL Division Series after Chicago won the third game Sunday night. Houston 
was going for a sweep after it rolled to a pair of impressive victories at home. But it struck out 16 times in a 12-6 loss at Chicago after it struck out a total of 16 times in the first two games. The L.A. West champions went down in order in each of the last five innings. Tapera, who worked two perfect innings, noted the difference between the Astros at home and on the road. Yeah, it is what it is. They obviously had a reputation of doing sketchy stuff over there. It's just that we can say that that's a little bit of a difference. I think you saw the swings and misses tonight compared to, you know, the first two games that Mid it made. But that's not really the story. You know, we come here to play. We're going to compete. We're not going to worry about what they're going to do. All we have to do is execute pitches, and they can't hit them anyway. Game four of the best of five has been postponed until Tuesday because of rain in the forecast Monday afternoon. The Astros were disciplined by Major League Baseball after it found the team used electronic signs to steal uh, electronics to steal signs during their run to the 2017 World Series title and again in the 2018 season. MLB's investigation found Houston used a video feed from centerfield camera to see and decode the opposing catcher's signs during home games. Players banged on trash cans to signal to batters what was coming, believing it would improve the batter's odds of getting a hit. It goes on to talk about manager A.J. Hinch and the general manager at the time were fired in the fallout. A.J. Hinch is a good manager, by the way. But no players were punished after Commissioner Rob Manford granted them immunity. Sign stealing is a legal and time-honored part of baseball. We just talked about that as long as it's done with the naked eye. Say as a base runner standing on second. And, of course, technology is prohibited. You know, I actually saw a play yesterday where the Chicago White Sox base runner was coming to home plate. Guy hits the ball. And he's running down the first baseline, and the White Sox runner was way too far inside the line. And the ball actually grazed him. I'm like, what are you doing about that? About the fact that he's running way too far inside the line. And look, the fact is there's been some kind of cheating in in baseball forever. Now, Tapera, whether or not the Astros are stealing signs or doing anything else, uh, Shady is is one thing, but what he has done now is he has put Major League Baseball's eye, the umpire's eye, Rob Manford's eye, squarely on the Astros, okay? So, look, they may not be doing anything wrong, but he has certainly raised and heightened the awareness, and one could say, that's good, that's good, uh, uh, I'm not going. That is really, really good in getting the Astros possibly off their game, uh, raising the self awareness of everything going on in the park. Gainsmanship is the word I was looking for, and now the Astros have something else they have to think about in the back of their mind. Whether they're stealing signs or not, now they know all eyes are on them. Period. Not a terrible strategy. I mean, I don't think that's part of the unwritten rules, is it? It's also going to be interesting to see if the Astros retaliate in any way. That's something else. Remember the Dodgers and the Astros? 
You never know. It could get ugly out there. Tell me what you think, black and white sports fans. Peace. I'm out. Till next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. All right, Black and White Sports fans, we have some breaking news on the John Gruden situation. John Gruden is resigning as the head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders. This is breaking news, guys. We're going to jump over here to Twitter here. Tom Pelissero tweets out source. John Gruden just informed his staff that he plans to resign as Raiders coach. I'm assuming this is probably going to come tomorrow. Uh, today is uh, what Monday. I believe the players usually have uh, Mondays off. So he'll probably come in and address the team on Tuesday. Um, it says John Gruden's resignation comes three days after the Wall Street Journal reported his email about Demora Smith and hours after the New York Times reported other emails, including derogatory and offensive language, among other things, a swift and stunning fall. And I do have that article. I'm going to go over that in just a minute. Uh, John Gruden spoke with uh, Raiders owner Mark Davis a short time ago to inform Davis of his decision. It's official. Gruden is out in Las Vegas. So the NFL's investigation into the Washington football team didn't take down Daniel Snyder, but it did take down John Gruden, whose brother Jay was fired by Snyder two years ago this week. And what Tom Pelissero was referring to was this Raiders coaches emails included homophobic and misogynistic comments. Wow. So the Demora Smith thing was just one thing. There are other things. John Gruden is going down and he is going down in flames because of emails 10 years ago, guys. And he's not going to get fired. He's going to resign. Um, it says here, when the vaunted NFL coach John Gruden was confronted with a racist email he had sent in 2011 to insult the head of the players union, he said he went too far but didn't have a blade of racism in him. But league officials, as part of a separate workplace misconduct investigation that did not directly involve him, have found that Gruden, now the coach of the Las Vegas Raiders, just for another day, I'm assuming, casually and frequently unleash misogynistic and homophobic language over several years to de degenerate people around the game and to mock some of the league's momentous changes. He denounced the emergence of women as referees, the drafting of a gay player, and the tolerance of players protesting during the playing of the national anthem, according to emails reviewed by the New York Times. Gruden's message messages were sent to Bruce Allen, the former president of the Washington football team and others while he was working for ESPN as a color analyst doing Monday night football, the sports network sports networks, weekly primetime telecast of NFL games in the emails. Gruden called the Leeds commissioner, Roger Goodell, a word I can't even say here on YouTube and a clueless anti-football. You know what? Can't even say that on YouTube. And said that Goodell should not have 
pressured Jeff Fisher, then the coach of the Rams to draft draft queers, a reference to Michael Sam and a gay player chosen by the team in 2014. In numerous emails during a seven year period ending in early 2018. So this is not just emails from 10 years ago. This is going all the way to 2018, folks. Gruden criticized Goodell and the league for trying to reduce concussions and said that Eric Reed, a player who had demonstrated during the playing of the national anthem, should be fired. In several instances, Gruden used a homophobic slur to refer to Goodell and offensive language to describe some NFL owners, coaches, and journalists who covered the league. Gruden Allen and the NFL and the Raiders did not immediately respond to requests for comments. Wow. So this is pretty deep right here. I did not see this coming right here, folks. John Gruden will be canceled. There's no doubt about it. Once you go after the alphabet community, you're done. You're done. I'm not calling for him to be canceled, but this is just the way it is today. John Gruden going down in flames. He's resigning because I'm pretty sure that Mark Davis was probably going to fire him over these emails once all of this came out. I mean, this is an epic fall for John Gruden. This is his second stint with the Raiders. The Raiders are actually doing pretty good this season, even though they laid an egg on Sunday. And wow, I don't know what's going to happen with the Raiders the rest of the season. They won't have their head coach anymore. John Gruden going down in flames for using misogynistic and homophobic uh, terminology, criticizing uh, drafting of gay players. That is not going to go over very well whatsoever, guys. That's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white sports fans, let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure you subscribe to Black and White Sports, and we'll catch you next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports.